Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I can't believe there was a party in succession which had a giant birth canal in it and you didn't mention the song that your mum used to sing to you when yeah, you were Yeah, my mum, I think she wrote it. Is that the story? It doesn't sound like it's part of the great American songbook. <laughs> I don't think it's a cover version. This is a song that my mum used to sing me all the time when I was little. I think she made it up. But don't you think it does, it is sort of coherent, considering she would have made it up? I think she and she's tends... And she's not a musical person. No, I think she tends to plagiarise melody, but not lyrics. Oh, okay. Coming down the birth canal, Sarah. Coming down to greet the... <laughs> Coming down to greet the world. <laughs> Down the birth canal, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Golly gee, what a girl. And she would sing that to me all the time when I was little. That's so nuts. I think a lot of people get through their entire childhood without hearing the parent use the words birth canal at all. Oh my gosh. Constant. <laughs> Coming down the birth canal, Sarah. Coming down to greet the world. Do you want to do your Friday welcome? Sure. What do I say on a Friday? Remember last week we uh, we were talking about throwing open the door to the visitor. Oh yes. Hi. Hello. Thanks for coming. Come on in, gang. We're thrilled to have you here in our home. It's Friday Sprinkles. Shoes off. I have used the coat on coat off thing as small talk with many people this week. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Oh, I haven't told you a thing that happened. What is it? So this morning after I dropped Jean off, I went and ran a little errand at our local supermarché. I see a fellow mom. We go, oh, hi, how are you? Blah, blah. And she said, like, how's your partner or whatever? And I said, oh, you know, fine. And then she said, he all, like, the sentence was... Almost identical to, there is a man with an upbeat nature or something. <laughs> it, it was sort of, it was this thing that stood in very direct contrast to your true nature. So maybe if you're not married to me, you you would think I have this sunny, upbeat personality. Well, the point is, I think it's very nice that this is how this woman, that you struck this woman. And I think that you should feel really nice about that. Before we get started, our mole yes. has sent me a little something that you will find very interesting. Go on. They cut a scene from the birthday party. Go on. Where Connor told Willa that he loved her and she couldn't reciprocate. I think on the podcast you said he was rock hard. I wonder if he was just genuinely moved by her sticking up for him to come free 
over his coat and the cashmere sweater. But don't you feel that, or do you feel that Connor is someone sort of turned on by love? Mm. I think he seems like he might be. Oh, and another nugget of information. You know the, the, the room, the future room, with all the newspaper headlines about Kendall becoming leader of the World Federation and his siblings' downfall? Yes. The article about Roman said that a photo of his mother, Lady Caroline, was found near he was arrested for openly masturbating in Central Park. <laughs> it's a little detail. It's really, really, really good. Yeah, so thank you to uh, our mole. Keep them coming. Keep Your them anonymity is is guaranteed. Toppermost of the poppermost. We do offer a witness protection scheme, just in case. Nice. Do you ever fantasise about going into a witness protection scheme? No. Do just, you? Yeah. Sad. It's like when you... when It's like too much about your depression now on this podcast, but like when you start talking about how you'd rather be a dog, it gets like real dark for me. <laughs> okay, so our first email comes from Jude... Henceforth to be known as a giant replica of someone's vagina. Hello, Jeff and Sarah. Can we please discuss Kendall's blanket at the end of the party episode? It's an A-team one from 1983. If you pause the episode, you can see B.A. Baracus as Mr. T and their black battle wagon. Just quickly, if anyone's interested, Mr. T is from, well, not from, but he lived in the town right next to my hometown. In Highwood? No, in Lake Forest. Oh, okay. I'm from Highland Park, Illinois. He lived in Lake Forest, Illinois. Mm. I found a picture of it for sale on Etsy, along with details of minor stains. Interesting. Kendall would have been born in 1981 if we're following the timeline properly. So it would have been a little grown up for him at two. I wonder if perhaps it was passed down from Connor. Ah. I love the idea that this is Kendall comforting himself with the love of the only sibling who is still sort of on his side despite Coatgate. It is true that Connor was the only sibling who went to that party because it was Kendall's birthday. I know. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. The brother who took him camping when his father never did. It hurts. It hurts. hurts. I should be clear that these it hurts are me editorializing. (laughs) They're not from a giant replica of someone's vagina. I also love how this camping trip is gathering more detail, just like the Uncle Burn camping trip in Gavin and Stacey. Ah, that is Uncle Bryn. That's a Welsh name. Oh, Uncle Bryn. That was a nice R roll from Bryn. Yeah, I mean... The accent is off. No, I know. I, yeah. I, I can't even. I can't even get in the world of a Welsh accent. I don't want Succession to outstay its welcome. But if we got one detail per series about that camping trip, then I'd be happy for it to run for fifteen years. Nice, because we got the detail about Connor shitting in his sleeping bag. So good. Finally, Welsh people are known for saying the phrase "Whose coat is this jacket?" <laughs> Jeff, can you do this in a Welsh accent, please? I I can't, I can't attempt accents. I can't do, do accents. I can't. Someone I can't. has asked you to do it and it's going to make her happy. Why don't you try it? I can't do Welsh. But what do you imagine a Welsh accent sounds like? Who's got this uh, jacket? Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think we can put that in. <laughs> there's, a malif- there's a melodic... Who's... I-, I would need someone... Tom Jones. No, no, no. I mean, I would need to hear it right this mm. second and you won't do it. Who's got... No, I can't do it. <laughs> Um, as a Welsh person, I would like to point out that Kendall is wearing a jacket at his party, and I do not distinguish that from a coat. Hmm. So he should chill out about the outer garments. 
Love Jude, a.k.a. a giant replica of someone's vagine. That is an excellent point. Kendall didn't take his coat off the whole time, if we count that as a coat. Where do I you... disagree. Uh... I, I, you know, respectfully, Abby. But, like, one is clearly part of the look. I mean, that jacket was so problematic and psychotic for many reasons, but it was part of the look that said, I'm here to celebrate. Whereas Connor's jacket said, I'm ready to leave. This comes from Christina Mack. A.K.A. Supermax Pussy Grip. Rava was giving serious digs at the notorious K.E.N. birthday party. Do you think she lied about there being a gift from the kids wrapped in rabbit-printed paper? She's sick of Ken and all his shit, especially since her kids are now being stalked by the Roys. Rava probably knows him best and would have known that Ken discovering there wasn't a gift would have been a mindfuck like no other. Also, I think it's safe to assume that the rabbit is dead, so I don't think the kids would have been appreciative of the rabbit anyway. I think the rabbit pulled through. Well, this isn't just a gut feeling. I, I, I think I've read it we somewhere. We know for sure. Well, what did you... I wanted to include this in part because, as discussed previously, I think you generally view Rava differently than other people. You think there's a real coldness and insensitivity to her. So I wanted to know if you thought that this was in her wheelhouse. I wouldn't have had her down as a premeditated mm. torturer. Mm-hmm. What, what I don't like is... She enjoys making Kendall suffer in the moment. We can see that his life is a train wreck and she can't help herself just making barbed comments. Because he's pushed her to that point. Now, let me say something. Jeff and I have been working really hard in this episode to not argue with each other. So I don't think that we should go down too much of a rabbit hole (laughs) discussing what is or isn't sympathetic about Rava's behaviour toward her husband. We can say on that we agree to disagree. I think generally making barbed comments isn't a good trait in a person. Do you think you make barbed comments or do you think that's just like a thing that you don't do? I think I try not to. Yeah. I don't don't know if I'm successful. I don't know. I don't don't have a tally of how many of my comments are barbed, how many are unbarbed. I don't think she's trying. I think they, they fall out of her very easily. I will let you have the last word on this. I just think this is a guy who has a lot of shame as it is and she enjoys making him feel more shame. I didn't realise this was such a uh, a minefield, this particular topic. Well, we've talked about how it's sort of a minefield. So what I'm saying, Supermax Pussy Grip, is that even the world's biggest Kendall sympathiser, so someone who is as anti-Rava as anyone else I've spoken to, doesn't think she's capable of this. I don't think I'm the world's biggest Kendall sympathiser. No, no, no. I don't think you're the biggest. Sorry, that's not it. I've not heard anyone else have your level of distaste for Rava's behaviour. And even you doesn't think she's capable of this. This comes from Catherine Deasy. A.K.A. the Odin of Coden. I need to be honest about something. I've not... Since I heard that line, I don't know what Odin is. He's the Zeus of the Norse gods. Oh, and this is Madsen. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Odin of Coden. Oh, that is that is quite good, isn't it? Yeah. I'm glad I asked. Hello, FNN. I am another lesbian who finds Shiv irresistible. I could fix her. Her green dress was magnificent, but for me, the dancing made me fall in love with her even more. Wow. After Ken crying in a corner, I've been waiting for Shiv to go off the rails too, and this was a great start. 
I heard that they wrote the scene after seeing Sarah Snook absolutely tear it up in a club, which I love. That is a great detail, but also makes me feel competitive. <laughs> Maybe she'd love me if she could see me tear it up in a club. You got served. I got served. Shiv is just so interesting and always looks flawless, and her dance felt like such a release for her. Wow, this is very loving. I wouldn't mind being in Tom's position as trophy husband despite the threat of prison time. Love, Cat, a.k.a. the Odin of Coden. Well, there you go. You know what? I bet she's speaking for a lot of people. Do you think your reaction to the freedom with which she was dancing is something to do with you then? Maybe it is. If there was a woman that you found very attractive and you saw her take to the dance floor and set herself free, would that affect your level of attraction to her? I'd say it would be a neutral. A neutral. Interesting. Well, it does invite a good question. So if you're so buttoned up that you never let yourself go, is it better to let yourself go, even if it's a bit humiliating? I think, yes, I think that should be the thing, right? It should just be nice to be free. So you'd like to see me do a shiv the next time we're somewhere where they have loud music playing? Yeah. You'd be humiliated? No, I wouldn't. I like the idea of you feeling free and happy. I think it would be another part of the cliff face of what was your attraction to me crumbling into the sea if I did that. If you came back to me afterwards and were like, was that cool? Then maybe. This comes from David Lieber. A.K.A. a walking rainbow band. Hi, Crutch and Core. I doubt I'm the only one to bring it to your attention, but the building Kendall is looking down on as he has his... I wish I were conversation with Naomi is a locally famous suicide spot. The vessel, as it's called, is also an art project stroke tourist trap that has closed on a couple of occasions after multiple suicide attempts. Also, it kind of looks like a womb from above. So killing yourself by diving back in would be a neat symmetry to the vagina tunnel or the uh, the birth canal. Coming down the birth canal, Sarah. Happy birthday and get well soon, says a walking rainbow band. I've got this friend, John Osborne, who is a a poet and writer. And I don't know if he ever did this, but he told me about that there is a pub next to Beachy Head, which is this cliff on the south coast of England, which is a famous suicide spot. And he, he wanted to write something about that pub. Because often people will go in there on their oh own. Oh my god! And order a meal. Oh, Jeff. And like stop the pressure it. you would feel if you were the chef. Oh so I think my they, you know, god. I think they've got a red phone to the Samaritans behind the bar. So, so, so if they can see, Oy. it looks like somebody's coming in with that in their mind. They'll try and do something. And just like having an appetite, the last meals. I don't even want to get into it. Do you ever think about if you were sent to the chair, what you would have for your last meal? Yeah, I wouldn't be able to eat. This is so dark. That's the only occasion I could have envisaged you not being able to eat. I know. I think that's it. Dark. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This next one comes from Juliet, a.k.a. Birdie Woofter, which I have to say, so Juliet requested Birdie Woofter for herself. I don't remember the reference. I heard, so I can't remember who said it, but Bertie Wooster, as in Jeeves and Wooster. Uh-huh. And then Woofter, I believe, is a derogatory <gasps> slur about a gentleman's sexuality. Oh, terrible. Yeah, yeah. Did I just say a slur? I think a lot of these nicknames are, Ooh. by their very nature, slurs, okay. aren't they? Well, Bertie Woofter. Hey. When your other listener, Fuck Fuck Donkey Gang, suggested that Peter Munyon might be Kendall's father, as Logan noted that he'd been hanging around for 40 years, I suddenly wondered if it actually might refer not to the prodigal scum after all, but to another of the Roy children. If the seat sniffer had in fact started hanging around 40 years prior, when Caroline was first a lonely new mother raising a child with a full retinue of staff, obvs, and Logan jetting round the globe, presumably being a right royal prick, then maybe it's not Kendall who's the bastard child, but Shiv. She's the lone ginger. Royal illegitimate meme much, anyone? So maybe she's the child not of Logan's loins. Also, did you catch the Tadler interview with Charlotte Murdoch, where she said that some scenes in succession were so accurate that they were, quote unquote, plucked from her childhood memories? Wow. Good, right? I hadn't seen that. Which one is Charlotte? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know what any of them look like. I just know nothing about the Murdochs. Did he have any kids with that Wendy Deng? Oh, I don't remember. Well, the Wendy Deng. When is he going to die? This is this, this is, is what Lu- this Lucas Matson. Yes, asking. when's your dad gonna die? Um, does she have children? Did she have any children? Yeah, she had two. Were they with Rupert Murdoch though? Oh yeah. How old would he have been? In? I mean, he must have been in his seventies at that point. <sighs> Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And she was the one. Didn't some diary entries come to light about her lusting after Tony Blair? Yes. Oh, that <laughs> you know. I don't have a lot of sympathy for these people, but that does feel like one of the worst things. I would much rather have a sex tape leaked than a diary. <laughs> don't you feel like a diary is is in a way much more personal? I just use it as a schedule. So so no is the answer. This comes from somebody I used to work with in real life. In, I did edit out, but in the email she did say, hi, Jeff. Oh, Sarah Freethy. A.K.A. the snitch bitch. Who says, very late to the game with this, but I would conjecture that Logan going piss mad was proof that he and Kerry with the great bangs, Kerry with the fringe on top, mm-hmm. were already banging way back then. Nothing says new sexual relationship like a raging UTI. 
Well, this is very interesting to me because I thought a raging UTI from sexing was woman specific. I didn't know a man could get a UTI from banging. Furthermore, I have had a couple of UTIs. Are, were those UTIs? That was the doctor's best guess. And I'm not able to make the same connection. But that doesn't answer my question. Do men get UTIs? Like, so a, a UTI can be caused in a woman because, like, a penis has been doing some rough shit to her vag. What I'm saying is, does a man get a UTI from boning as well? If it was a rough vagina, like sandpaper. <laughs> yeah, like a sandpaper one. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for my menopause. <laughs> um, we have another story about your UTI, but I'm trying to work it into a very significant part of my next stand-up show. So. <laughs> I'd like to not touch upon I'd like to not touch on that. All right. Well, snitch bitch. Basically, great to hear from you. But it's really for me, for me it's really great to hear from Sarah Freeman. It's Freeby. really great for Jeff. I've loved getting to know you as the snitch bitch, but we don't think that it's a very common thing for men to be getting UTIs from doing it. Thank you though. Okay, you ready for this next one? Mm-hmm. It's coming from a previous contributor, sassy little bitch. Guess who that happens to be? Is it the composer of Coming Down the Birth Canal? This is the woman who wrote Coming Down the Birth Canal, Canal, Sarah, my mother. For context here, she's following up on the topic that we addressed a couple episodes ago, I think it was, which is that it seems like my brother could have been a love child because he's so different in demeanor and looks from all other members of my family. Dear crotch and fire, which makes no sense as a way to address us. I am a white-haired 75-year-old grandmother. While doing my morning stretching and pumping iron, I listen to your podcast. I am a big fan Succession and the podcast. (laughs) The most recent Sprinkles episode made me laugh out loud, so my 78-year-old hard-of-hearing husband of 51 years hobbled upstairs. I mean, do you see the thing she's doing with their ages? Hard-of-hearing husband of 51 years hobbled upstairs to see what was so funny. Please note that at this age, wrinkled and sagging. I mean, it's just incessant, though still able to walk 10 miles. (laughs) I am thrilled to be thought of as a slut who can't keep a secret. (laughs) Fuck off. I thought that was like the one sort of clever thing she did. Sassy little bitch. Just remember when I first knew her. Go on. She said... If Joe was ever to use the C word, I would leave him. Oh, yeah, that was one of her big things. I like to think that's what I've, I've done for your I family. I think the, the incorporation of British culture into my family has been the thing that facilitated that. This comes from Jill Bennett. A.K.A. Volvo Gender Bender Horseshit. Who says, hi, I just want you to know that I actually shouted yes aloud in my car when you said that Matthew McFadden gave the standout performance in episode six, he is truly remarkable. In a one-off drama called Secret Life years ago, he played a paedophile in the only performance ever of all time where that evoked empathy in the viewer. He is an astonishing actor, really. So the wine-tasting sequence from two episodes ago was actually, for me, a reference to his expectations about the toilet wine. I mean, it looked gross and cloudy anyway, right? And also to ask, am I the only person who sniggered when you mentioned that being given a vibrator was a rite of passage? Was that a little intentional pun about your vaginal passage? Oh, no. But I basically really love this this idea about the wine. 
that it had this sort of connection or callback to the toilet one. And it's great to just, as ever, spend a bit of time yes. marvelling at, Ma- uh, at Matthew McFadden's acting because Jeremy Strong pulls so much focus for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of great work goes on in the show. Oh, so good. Are we done? I think we're done. Should I picture the listeners leaving the house and closing the door behind them, but in a friendly way? Yes, and I think you know. Some, sometimes people say, oh, just send me a text to let, let me know you got home okay, yeah. or give me a ring tomorrow. I think oh. that's the way in which you should drop in the uh, the email address. Thank you so much for coming to listen. We've loved having you. Oh, but be in touch. Come at us again at our email address. Since I'm doing this, I think you should do the email address. Fuck off at firecrutchandnormcore.com. And listen, we've got just over a week to go until we see what our live show. Speaking on behalf of my husband and myself, I cannot tell you how much it would mean to us to play to a heaving room. We've mentioned before, we'll start doing it on the socials, but we've got self-esteem. She did just get Song of the Year in The Guardian. My great dream for the future is that she and I will become a double act. I don't even know in what, because I couldn't be a pop star, although she probably could be a stand-up. So just like come and see if she and I have the chemistry that I think that we're going to have and buy those tickets. And don't fucking do it at the last minute either. Do it now so that we can see the bump in our ticket sales. Please. I'm not above begging. Please. Anyway, enjoy the weekend and we'll see you on Monday for the pen ultimate. Only learned what that word meant into my 30s episode. You are so full of grace. Wait, when does that get said? Compliments tunnel. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.